Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. And it's going to set the state back decades. Mm-hmm. John doesn't care. I don't care. I want these people out of my playground. <laughs> Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we do real bad John Dutton impressions. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Amy Archer. I'm your host, and I'm here with my best friend, Stephanie. Good morning, Steph. What up? Thank you for spending your weekend with me. I will always spend my weekend with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're really excited because we're starting a new show. We're going to go to the Dutton Ranch. And this is one of Stephanie and my our guilty pleasure. Would mm-hmm. you would you right alongside Virgin River? Yeah. Yes. This is this is a guilty pleasure because if you know us, we're the furthest thing from like cowboy folk that I you know. could ever get. <laughs> I also want to point out though that I don't feel real guilty about this one. No, <laughs> Not no, as guilty good. as I am about Virgin River. Virgin River is... Which I went down a real fucking rabbit hole this weekend. Virgin River is the the soapiest trash we all love so much. Love it. Um, I will say Yellowstone... So I've watched it since its inception. I know. And I've always loved it. And, you have. But you are a little... You're probably a little more versed on it than I am because you've binged it recently. Well, okay. So I tried to start watching it when you did, because I remember you telling me about it. And I watched like the first episode or maybe first two episodes and I was just not feeling it. And then whatever, I let like years go by. And then a couple months ago, I don't even remember why I had nothing to do. And I tried it again one night at like midnight in an insomnia situation, which I have often. And I, you know, that was the end of it. But yeah. I will say that I binged the shit out of it. I watched it all in like the matter of like a week and okay. kind of don't really remember. So when I started <laughs> watching, um, rewatching season five again, I was like, thank God that I did because I remember yes. almost nothing that happened. Yeah. Because I like, I binge and then I move on. And then mm-hmm. it's like it's in and out. Like my brain just my doesn't retain like it. That. Yeah, it's now, real bad. I, I will tell you, this is one of the reasons I started this podcast because when I watch a show and it's a good show, I live with it for yes. so long. 
And like, I just need to talk about it. I need to stay immersed in that world. But yes. my mom, she just moves on and forgets what she's reading, watching. Me too. <laughs> oh, dude, I have actually picked up books and like halfway through been like, this kind of sounds, feels familiar. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yes. what the fuck? I, I read this like five years ago and mm-hmm. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But I'm terrible like that. Content overload. There's That's so much. a hundred percent. Um. I want to do two things at the top of this show here. I want to go very briefly over some events we remember from season four. Okay. And I want to go over the main characters and see who we love and hate. Okay. Okay? Because we disagree on one person. I know that. Yes. Um, So, and I will also say somebody once said to me that Yellowstone is like Game of Thrones set in Montana. I disagree with that. Um, I Yellowstone is more like Succession. Set in Montana. Oh, see, I haven't watched. A hundred percent, because you have the patriarch, and then you have the kids. Okay, yeah, scrambling to take but over I'll take the empire. Mm-hmm. It is. Take your word for it. So, in season four, as you remember, it opened up where the family, sort of Godfather two ish, or no, Godfather one, the end of Godfather one, where Michael puts the hit out on all the five family figures. And it's very similar. Somebody's coming for the Duttons and everybody's in an assassination attempt. Crazy. And so so season four kind of opens there. We learn through the season that it is Jamie's birth father mm-hmm. that has ordered the, these hits on the family. I need to ask you, did you see that coming that he was adopted? I don't know. Because I didn't. I mean, I he really does just, not look like John he, Dutton. And the other that. kids do. I know. Well, Casey yeah. does. Mm, Casey. Casey. He, I feel um, real. Okay, go ahead. You keep going. So Beth, Beth gets her hands on this information. And she decides to blackmail him into killing his father. So Jamie has to kill his father. And then he's taking him to the train station and she's there waiting because she happens to know when this is going on. <laughs> and she she says, turn around. He turns around. Okay. Pro tip, guys. Pro tip. When you are dragging your the body that you've murdered to its resting spot and someone <laughs> yells, turn around, don't. <laughs> Do not. Just drop the body and turn around and, and be like surprised. Or just don't turn around. Yeah, because she now she has this picture of him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it shows. He could have just said, "See, Jamie's a lawyer. He should be able to figure this out." Like I would He's just say, like, "I don't know. I found my father's dead body, and I was getting rid of it." So here's a, here's an issue that I have with Jamie's character. Like they have him as this like super smart. Sometimes you think he is, but then mm-hmm. at other times I'm some I'm like. It's, he's like the biggest fuke. He walks into traps like I've, nothing I've ever seen before. He's I would, so dumb. I would argue to say it's because he doesn't think in an evil fashion like Beth does. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Guys, I hate Beth. Yeah, I just I, do. I just do. I'm going to take a lot of heat for this take. I know I am. I don't think you are. She's gotten better since we learned about the hysterectomy. Like, you know, you see a little, we have at least a little context for why she hates Jamie so much. But, you know, I I just, she's over the top. She's over the top. is every bit of the badass I want to be when I grow up. I love her. She is over the top, but this whole show is over the top. She's perfect. We'll get there. She finds a kid, Carter. While she's waiting for John Dutton to recover this, from his injuries in the hospital. The, the kid is annoying. Oh like, my God, I love the kid. Oh, I mean, he's adorable. I love But the I kid. mean, really? I don't know. So Beth and Rip take the kid in. There's, you know, it doesn't go smoothly, of course. But at the end, they reconcile and they're taking this kid in. Beth and Rip get married in this mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. John is banging like a 14-year-old woman. No, she's not 14. She's 24. No. Summer? Summer Wheatley? Summer, yep. Pipe is that it, her name? Uh, Piper Parabell? I don't Piper, I don't know who the what's hell her it real is. name? I have no clue. Oh, I love her. She was in something else that I liked. I forget. I'll think of it. I won't. But I'll her, her it, but. um she's like an environmentalist. Yes. 
Beth yeah, some kind of like her. an activist, and he yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Beth manipulates her into staging some kind of protest. She gets arrested. She's like facing jail time. John bails her out and bangs her. So there's so that. weird. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I know. We see. I need to talk about. It. We can't just gloss over that. I need to talk about that. It was out of character. Yes. I don't know. I mean. Could Kevin Costner pull a 30-year-old? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He can pull this 43-year-old. But can can John Dutton pull a 30-year-old? Yes. I just feel like it's not his character to do so. That's the part that annoyed me. Here's this guy who's like clearly still in love with his dead wife, Mm -hmm. who's still grieving her loss. It's so mm. obvious. Oh, dude, come yeah. on. He Linnell, is. Linnell, though, quite often. But but Linnell's a grown-ass, older, sexy-ish woman. I love Linnell. Same. She but, played, like, you could- She played Dinah on Guiding Light, and I forever loved I, her. of course, remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, that would track, though. She's classy. She's, you know, she's all the, the all the bit of a woman that you would think John she's Dunn She's probably would, 10 oh. years older than Summer Wheatley, too. I would say 20 years older. I think she's closer to John's age. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I agree. So like that tracks. I can, I totally see that. I do not see him just jumping into bed with some 24 year old in his house while his kid, I just don't, that that annoyed the shit out of me. I liked her and I thought like she played a decent part, but I didn't like that. That, that, that was too much. Meanwhile, we have. We have market market equities coming in with this woman, Caroline, and they want to build an airport and they want to build, you know, Thomas Rainwater wants to build a hotel. So like they're trying to develop the land. John, of course, is fighting against this. Beth goes to work at market market equities and like tries to undermine them from the inside out. She gets Mm -hmm. caught. Now her and Caroline are at war. Uh, What else happens? Oh, Casey and Monica are pregnant. Mm -hmm. They move into a house and she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Casey goes on some kind of weird like sweat and <sighs> which is spiritual journey, hot. <laughs> which, which was I super hot, super hot. Mm-hmm. And who can I end, get to go on like a spiritual journey with me? I'm not doing that. I know, but I want to. I'll go on a spiritual journey with you in a five star hotel on the ocean. Well, I'm not doing I'm okay it like naked on a cliffside. In I the would elements. do it. I would definitely do it naked on a cliffside if it no. wasn't cold. No, but like I, I do you would. know the bugs that you would encounter? Well, now you just ruined it. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate you. So, the way that it ends, kind of for Casey and Monica, anyway, is Monica asks what Casey saw during his sweat, his you know whatever, and he says the end of us. So that's that's mm. kind of where we leave the Duttons in mm-hmm. season four. Oh, and Jamie thinks he's going to be announced as Linnell's oh. choice for governor, and he's not. He is oh. sidestepped, and it is John who she announces is going to run for governor. Mm, and Beth drop. is sitting there with that fucking smirk on her face. I love it. I love no. it so much. So uh, let's go over characters. Let's just okay. talk immediate family, okay? Okay. What are your thoughts on who's your favorite character out of the immediate cast? Like out of Rip and Beth and Casey? Beth, a hundred billion percent. Beth, really? I love Beth so much. Nope. You know what I think it is? I relate to that dynamic of she's a hating your mother. Oh, okay. Do you know Do you what think I like? She love hates John? Yes. Or you think she love hates her mother? Both. Okay. I actually think she really loves John, but I think she love hates her mother and I can relate to that. And I can also relate to having a mother that doesn't really love you. Who played the mother in the flashbacks? I don't remember. Some hmm. blonde woman. Was it was it the same person that played the mother flashback in Love and Death? Was it Jillian from Boardwalk Empire? I have no idea. I never saw that. Okay. Don't kill me. One of the best shows ever. I know. But mm-hmm. I relate to Beth's trauma. Not obviously, okay. not like the hit, you know, okay. the yeah, abortion, yeah, yeah. hysterectomy, whatever trauma. I just mean like the family trauma of the mom. Like I, I just relate to her in a way 
that hits me deeply and I just fucking love her. She can do I no just, wrong. I think she's overwritten. And the problem she's is She's totally overwritten. The problem I think is like Taylor Sheridan's kind of like, okay, so you have this girl who grew up as the only girl in this super toxic masculine environment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to act like a man. And she overdoes that too much. Totally does. And it's it totally overdone. But the mm-hmm. whole show's fucking overdone, dude. It totally John is. Dutton it's- is so overdone. Hey, what you talking about, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> there will be trigger alert, trigger warning. <laughs> there will be some real bad impressions of John Dutton going mm. forward. Just so you know. Um, so all right, what are your feelings? Then we talked about Jamie. What are your feelings of Casey? I love Casey. I love Casey too. I mean, I just love him. There's nothing to not love about him. I love I everything about him. He's mm-hmm. adorable and sexy and loyal and hot mm-hmm. and sexy and, and so amazing. And so is his wife. <laughs> I don't love Monica though. Oh, I love her. I love her. I know you would. Um, um she's too much of a crybaby bitch for me. I can't deal no, with her. I love her. I love her. Um so what do that you was think mean. Of- I don't think she's a crybaby bitch. That was actually mean. I feel bad that I said that. <laughs> do you want me to cut that out? No. Okay. I just, like, that was just, that was not nice. She's literally one of the most beautiful people I've ever laid eyes on. I just, she annoys me. I just find her annoying. What do you think of their kid? Because I like their kid a lot, too. Um, I like the kid enough. And I don't, I don't like kids. You know I don't like a kid. I don't like a kid either, My but he's issue- pretty cool. My issue with Tate is that he's – We I'm, never mind. I'm not going to okay. say it. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to cut that out? <laughs> no, let's just – I'm just going to gloss over what I was going to say. Okay. So no 15 minutes in, let's no, we start were talking about No, we? but we were talking about the characters, who we oh, love oh. and who we hate. Well, and then – so who we talked about there? Jamie. We talked about Beth. We talked Rip? about Casey. Yeah, Rip. How, what are your thoughts? I mean, I I have to love Rip. I like Rip, too. I, I feel like a lot of women think he's a sex symbol. I, mean, I don't, just because he's not my type at all. I'm with you on that. Physically, he's not my type. But, but I like I his character. love his character. And there's mm-hmm. something sexy about a guy that just wants to take care of Beth. Yeah, I but he's so too much. emotionally unavailable for me. I know, but what? There, why is there something hot about that? They all are, though. <laughs> it, 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 hello, guys. This welcome is to the a, human experience, Amy. This is going to be a journey into our obsession with toxic men. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. All right, let's start. Um, we are at. Oh, real quick, bunkhouse. Who are you liking out of the bunkhouse? Don't don't ask me any of their names. I'm terrible. Walker's with my guy. You know I like the guy with the guitar. That's Walker. He's okay. Mine. Well, Walker. I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna fight you for Walker. Okay, <laughs> you can have him. I'll give you Casey. But, you give me Walker. Casey's too young for me. He reminds me too much of my kids. It feels dirty. Mm, okay. Um, I love the fake Sam Elliott. Don't ask me his name either. Oh, Lloyd. Lloyd. The one he reminds me of my dad. God yeah, Lloyd is cool. Lloyd Why is do I cool. have to bring my dad into fucking everything? <laughs> I try real hard not to because I know it's so annoying, but he reminds me physically of my dad. How does Casey really remind you of your kids? If Casey reminds you because, of your – And I want to say this with the full disclosure that Stephanie's children are like going to be 21 years old, so I'm not a, a problematic a person here. Yes. But I'm just saying if your kids reminded you of Casey, I'd be spending a lot more time at your house. <laughs> But you haven't recently, and that's where I think you're not understanding. If they're like out in the backyard lasso and shit, I'm there. Um, they were out in the backyard last night with a whole bunch of friends around a fire pit talking about okay. God only knows what. But what I mean is that he's got that like adorable early 20s baby face. Yeah, but he's a lot older than that. I don't he's think he is. 30s. I don't think he is. Uh, Dude, we when, we first, when we you first when we first I'm looking up. when we first met him in season one, he was very young. He had How to be like 18. Casey Dutton. And he's Casey. just too close in age to my boys and their group of friends. That he's it feels- 32 in this season. So in season one, when we meet him, he's 28. The actor oh. is 34. He's 28. See, I thought he was like 18. Mm-hmm. 
So we are covering Yellowstone Season 5, Episode 1, 100 Years is Nothing. Okay. Um, I just wrote, my first note here is, John Dutton got himself a little haircut. <laughs> my first note is, I fucking love that opening song. Something yeah, me about too. that opening me song just like warms the cockles of my heart. The sequence is great. That I'm just like, oh. Okay. So we open on election night. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been about six or seven months since we last saw the Duttons. And we know this. We get confirmations later because mm-hmm. of how pregnant Monica is. Mm-hmm. So John's got himself a little haircut. He's hanging out with Beth. They're taking the concession call from his opponent, Scott. He's won the governorship of Montana with 53% of the vote, which is a very slim margin, although by today's standards, that's a landslide. Mm-hmm. Scott is now given his concession speech and everybody's watching and Beth mutters, we've taken our last call from you, buddy. You can go back to New York and take those fucking babies with you. I hate her. Why is she, why is she insulting his kids? Because she's damaged that she can't, because she can't have any of her she own. She needs so of to course. go to therapy. I know she does, but we okay. need to love her for where she is. <laughs> this is where she is. She needs to go to therapy. Of course she needs therapy, oh, I Amy. would pay to see that. I would pay to see Orna therapize <gasps> her. Oh, my God. <laughs> so John heads down to make his victory speech, and the crowd is chanting, four years starts now, four years starts now. There are a ton of cowboys. Ton mm-hmm. of cowboys in that room. Lots of cowboys. Jamie, meanwhile, is like kind of staying behind and sulking. And he's really got the, the um, help me... Ronin vibe from Succession. Like he oh, is overlooked. He is pissed off. You keep bringing up these references that I don't know. Succession is so good. How about that stare down though between him and Beth? Oh my God. It was crazy. It's a good one. So they're getting ready and Jamie comes downstairs and he plasters on a smile and he asks if he can introduce John and Linnell. Linnell's now Senator. And Linnell says, sure, Jamie, the honor is ours. And then she tells John that was really big of him and Beth mother's. He's not doing it for you. He's doing it doing to get on stage. on stage. And Linnell just goes, aren't we all, Beth? Aren't we all? Now, off, Jamie Linnell. does a great intro. This is where Jamie yes, is in his real house. I agree. He is the politician. Yep. He is like out Kissing there. Kissing babies. And, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he introduces them and John gets up there and John says, they have a lot of I'm not gonna do it. Not yet. I'm saving the saving the invitation for areas where it's really important. He says they have a lot of work to do and they have a lot of work to undo. And that they will always have to answer the question, what will Montana look like a hundred years from now? Mm. And we are the rich man's novelty. New York and California's playthings. Not anymore, bitches. That's basically mm, what he says. My gosh. He says, you elected me to be the steward of the state, and Montana's most valuable resource is not found in nature. It's you, the farmers and the ranchers. And Beth is just staring a hole through Jamie the entire time. And it's so great. Yes. The stare down was like one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. (laughs) It was pretty intense, but did you notice that Beth broke first? Yes. She looked away first. I did. So Thomas Rainwater and Mo are watching this from their casino. And Thomas tells Mo, like, this is bad for the hotel. It's bad for the airport. But it might be okay for us. We just have to figure out how this is mm-hmm. going to play to our, our advantage. At Markwood Equities, Carolyn is raging as she watches oh the speech. And she's Amy? screaming, this fucking family. You know who she reminds me of? The old lady from Mr. Geist. Oh, she does. I do. Don't ask me. Mm -hmm. My favorite part, though. So she does this really dramatic scene where she's like drinking out of like a like a rocks glass. Like she's drink Mm -hmm. taking a Mm -hmm. drink, and she's like, "I'm tired of playing with these fucking hillbillies." (laughs) She like lunch launches her glass at the wall, but it's like the most horribly acted scene ever like i literally laughed so hard it was so ridiculous yep ellis her 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 uh henchman Mm -hmm. ellis notices something he's like look at jamie like jamie's not as happy as you think he would be and Mm -hmm. we see footage of jamie on the screen for like 20 minutes which is Mm -hmm. weird Mm -hmm. and carolyn orders him to bring sarah atwood out here because they are taking the gloves off 
And then she says she's tired of these fucking hillbillies. hillbillies. Oh, sorry. I ruined your... No, that's okay. Your little synopsis. Now, very jarring. No transition here. We have teenage Beth and Rip, and there was no... I did, I'm like, who are these Who kids? are these? I know, but like, I loved they, it so much. But they really didn't have them in like dress or anything that would say, oh, this is 20 years earlier. I know. It was weird. It was, they should have done something there. I agree, I but I still loved it. I love so, Baby Rip. Baby Rip is really cute. He's like he really the sweetest is. and I yes. love him. So Beth is getting ready to leave for college tomorrow and she's going to study finance and she asks Rip on a date. Now I have a question because you watched this more recently than I did. Okay. They get pregnant when she's a teenager, correct? Yes. Is it before this or after this? I was thinking the same thing. I don't remember. Okay, so we don't know. Okay. So teen Rip. I, I, I truly had the same question. Yeah, I'm I not don't sure. Remember. This feels like this is at the beginning of their relationship. I couldn't but tell though because some she of the was, things she says, yes, make is it confusing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna call him Baby Rip. I like that name. Baby Rip, Baby Rip is getting ready at the bunkhouse to go out on a date with Beth, and we have now. I don't know if you noticed, Young Lloyd is played by the actor's son. So oh. Lloyd's son plays him as a young man, which is kind of cool. Love that. So young Lloyd is there and um You mean young fake Sam Elliott. Yes. Let's be real. <laughs> FSE. So baby Rip and Beth get into this Jeep, which again I'm trying to clock the year here because the Jeep looks pretty modern. Oh no, that like, was a clear like early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean Jeeps haven't changed their grills all that much, and that was all I could really see. No, I I, I knew that Jeep. So they drive down to the bar. Now, this is another point you and I disagree on. I love a good dive bar. I know you do. I, I do really not. do. It immediately grosses me out because I can smell it and the smoke in my hair when I leave that makes me want to throw up when I get home. Nope. I love a good dive bar. Not necessarily. You can't smoke in bars here anymore. So I didn't no, love but the smoking aspect. But I mean, when I did smoke, I loved a good dive bar. Of course. And I will tell you that um, when I pick up my plan of starting to smoke again when I'm 75, I'm going to love a good dive bar. Oh, that means I'm going to have to learn to love them because who's yes. going to carry you out of them? Right. Me. You're going to have to come with me. God damn it. So Beth orders a martini and she gets carded, but this is ridiculous. That this was ridiculous. She flashes her cleavage and the bartender just forgets all about it. No, like, no. Oh, happen. no, wait. The bartender says, you got ID, honey? And she goes, I got two of them. Or right, whatever the fuck she said. she's showing the top of her boobs. I know, but it was still like, what? That the annoyed the hell out I would of be me. like, I want more than that yeah. for this mm -hmm. favor I'm about it's to so do you. so stupid. So, uh, she's... Beth says she is choosing to benefit from men's lust and baby Rip wants to leave and she doesn't and he's pissed off and she's saying terrible things to him and she's talking over him and he's not educated so he doesn't understand. How about he, how adorable though that he ordered a water. I know. I love him. So he leaves and finds some guys from the bunkhouse in the parking lot. So I immediately knew what was going to happen here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they let him take the truck and go home. And later, baby Beth comes home with the guys. And of course, she starts making out with one of them right in front of, of baby course. Rip. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got confused because then I was like, well, wait, did she sleep with that guy? And is that, was that? And I confused myself because I'm like, was he the father of the baby? And, ripped the, I, and then I'm like, wait, I went I, down a rabbit hole of my not remembering I promise, guys, we will sort this out for next Ugh, episode. We're the worst. So current day Beth wakes up. She must have been remembering that or dreaming it because mm -hmm. she comes downstairs and she's, oh, I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling when, like, you feel shitty about something you've done in the past and you mm -hmm. can't undo it. Yep. And you don't know how to apologize for it. Right. Like she does in this moment. Exactly. <sighs> yes. What She says something like, because he keeps saying, sorry for what? And sorry for what? And she's like, from before, I'm sorry for everything that happened before right now. And I was like, yep. 
pretty fun. Yeah, I get it. She's like, I was fucking awful to you, but trust me, I was worse on myself. Then he goes into this thing like, your problem is your mouth. Your heart is so big, but when once your mouth gets going and, you know, there's this like, I'm the only one who knows you have this big heart. I don't. Do you talk with your husband like this? Because I don't talk with my husband like well, this. Well, no, but again, it's over the top. It's it's a soap <laughs> it's opera. It's Yellowstone, dude. <laughs> it's a it's a soap opera. Yes. So no, we don't talk like that. But nothing that happens in this show is like anything I do in real life. That's so true. that's true. <laughs> it's kind of why There's, I love it. She says, "I've robbed us." This is one part I did like. She says. Yeah. It's robbed us of so much time. And he says, whatever it took, I don't need. And then he says, you need someone new to fight or you're just going to sit around this house and beat the shit out of yourself. And then he smiles. Then he smiles and says, you did put me through hell, though. Then he says, like, where's John? We got some cabin to do today. And she's like, well, he's like going to be back in four years. So I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, God damn it, motherfucker. Okay, At the ranch. The party planners are all over, and Rip is pissed because they mm-hmm. got the caffeine to do. They've got He's the caffeine to, to do. do. Mm-hmm. So he rounds up his little team, his little team, <laughs> and their team. little shirts, and they go caffeine. Now, in Helena, Lynette and John are having some breakfast, and she reminds him, "You have no friends in this building." They flirt a little bit, and she says something about, like, being in the coat closet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, is he mm-hmm. banging her in the coat closet? I mean, clearly. Wow. Uh, I think she's still into him. Oh, she definitely is. Mm-hmm. I actually think she has real feelings for him. Me too. Yeah. Me too. hmm So she says, think of it this way. You don't want to be here. And he's a big baby through the whole episode. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. But she's like, you don't want to run again. So there's like a lot of power in that. You can get a lot done if you're not worried about being reelected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we see this scene at the Milk River Valley. And I don't know what is happening here, but I have a feeling this is going to come back to haunt Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, in the most action the livestock police have ever seen. They're all out chasing a gang of thieves who have stolen a bunch of horses. Yep. And they chase these thieves right up to the Canadian border. Right. And on the other side of this river, this is like something on Little House on the Prairie. Totally. On the other side of the river, I was expecting to see the Canadian Mounties, but we have just the Canadian police. Yep. And of course, they're like just standing there, no guns drawn, no, like they're just like, stop or I'll yell stop again that kind of thing (laughs) um, I'll yell stop again Casey and all those guys are coming up like you know with their assault rifles and shit and and they're chasing these guys at one point Casey makes a run onto their land Mm -hmm. like crosses onto the Canadian border and the Canadians are pissed about this Yeah, they've been chasing these horse thieves for quite a while and they want them but Casey basically, like, goes all America on them and is like, our prisons are the worst. They're yeah. going to suffer if we keep them over here. So basically makes Canada look the fool. I don't yeah. know why we did this. I don't either. It didn't fit into anything that was happening. So I'm assuming that there's more to come. There has I'm to hoping. be. I'm hoping. Me too. Meanwhile, John Dutton is getting sworn in and he refuses at first. She, <laughs> what's your name? What's your name? Your, what's your name? your name? What's your name? So he gives a speech and he announces that his first order of business is shutting down that airport mm-hmm. and he's going to double taxes for non-residents. Okay. First of all, anybody who knows, I'll get into this. I'm not going to talk about it now. Okay. He's also adding, cause there's a better place for me to talk I, about I how it. wrong this is. He's also adding a sales tax for non-residents. And yep. I just wrote, this is real heavy on the coastal elite bullshit. Like, it really oh, is. it really is. And uh, Jamie tells Beth, this doesn't even sound legal. He can't do any of this. And it's going to set the state back decades. Mm-hmm. John doesn't care. I don't care. I want these people out of my playground. <laughs> Steph, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Back. All right, we're back. All right, so in the car ride home, John is trying to make Beth be nice to Jamie. But of course you can't do that because Beth Can is we evil. back up a second? Yeah. So when John was getting sworn in, this is just something funny that I thought of. Oh, Thomas Rainwater was there. I forgot to mention that. Um, John was getting sworn in and he puts his hand on the Bible. And mm-hmm. the only thing I could think of is like, I could never run for office because swearing on a Bible means nothing to me. I don't think it means much to many people. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. No, no um, definitely. It means, it means, it a, means, lot means a lot to a lot of fucking people. people. Sure. But I mean, it's not like it's legally binding. I know, but I just hate the whole idea of it. I, I do too, but it's what just is wrong ceremonial. with me? It's just ceremonial. I know, but like, can't we, can't we put our hand on like, I don't know, the Declaration of Independence or like... Put your hand on the Constitution. Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I yeah. just hate... I hate the whole act of that. I hate it. Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't I know. It means nothing. I just hate it and I needed to say it. That's I all. agree. So, Jamie tells John in the car that he should not cancel the airport deal because it's bringing $5 million a year to a ranch that is literally losing millions of dollars a year. Beth is doing some shady shit with the accounting we learned. She's like paying for the party out of John's um, campaign. Yeah. 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 Um, There's real tight laws around that stuff, guys, for a reason. So John, Jamie's like, look, we just have to stay on the right side of the law here. Like, what the fuck? And they're fighting back and forth. And John says, my wife is probably mortified by what has become of this family. John says, Jamie. You'll do what I tell you for four years, and you have to toughen up. This is all about the ranch. Everything we do is about the ranch. So now John's like, oh, shit, there's a driver. Does Mm -hmm. he know what I'm talking about? And Jamie's like, they sign NDAs. (laughs) And John's like, make sure this guy is my driver every time. (laughs) So whatever. Now, I will say, John, Jamie is absolutely right here. Uh Uh-huh. Like, you can't, this is, uh, I don't want to get political, but trust me, I have I studied politics a long time and have been I know closely following politics a long time. Like, you can't fight progress. Mm-mm. And Montana cannot be a closed border state. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Nope. So you need to, again. like, I understand what he's saying, and the route that he needs to go is to put, like, strong... Laws that support the farmers and the ranchers and protect sure. the land without impeding progress. Sure, sure. Like yep. it's so it's such a delicate balance, but it needs to be found in some way. So in the bunkhouse, they're talking about the upcoming party. This was a funny scene. It's a great scene. And Teeter, now you know who Teeter is, right? I don't know any of their I'm terrible with names. Tell me what he looks like. Teeter's the girl. Oh, look. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. She's and one you, of my favorites. But you know who she is, the actress. I do. She is Michael Landon's daughter. Get the hell out of yes. here. Yes. Yes. She was on As the World Turns. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Landon. I think her name's Jennifer. I do love her voice and yep. how absolutely ridiculous she is. Yes. So she says, I'm going to wear a dress. And they start picking on Jake, saying he wants to wear a dress. Rip comes in and they convince him this is real. And he tells Jake, if you wear a dress to make a point or to win a bet, I'll hang you in it. Uh, And he says, the governor's ball ain't no place to settle a bet. Oh, my God. 
Now, at the party, Shane Smith and the Saints are playing, and I liked this song. Oh, I hated this band. Really? It's literally why I wrote, P.S., I still hate country music. I feel like they're alt-country, though. I don't like alt-country either. Alt-country's like Whiskey Town, I don't Jason even know who Isbell. That is. I mean, I know who Jason Isbell is. He's like right. that kind of thing. I don't right. know. I just wasn't feeling it. Sorry. I love it. I, I've really gotten into it as of recently. Oh, your dog. Hi, Josie. She can't hear me. So John and Lynette show up. And again, he's bitching. Like he's just, ugh. He's acting like a, he's actually acting like a big asshole crybaby, like a mom. He's acting like a big baby. Yeah. Like, it's oh, annoying. poor baby won the yeah. governorship. Yeah. Shut up. So he's like, when I took over the ranch, I was 34 years old. And for the next 30 years, I never spent one night away from it. But I haven't been here for a month. Is that boss hog I'm doing? That's boss hog. I'm sorry. You're doing a boss hog. I am. I told you all older white guys are going to sound like Boss Hog. I know. So the Bunkhead boys are having a lasso contest and Beth walks by and she's wearing quite the dress. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Would you describe it for us? It looked like masking tape. (laughs) That's what I thought. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was so bad. It, it was, was it was even out of character for her, I felt like. It was just stupid and like it was real ugly. It was way over the top. It was bad. She's talking, she runs into this singer and they're talking about uh, dating cowboys. And yep. the girl says, I don't date them because they always like the lifestyle better. Beth says, I prefer a man whose life is full. I wanted blind admiration. I'd get a dog. Like, she's just so aggressive. She really is. All the it time. Annoying. That was annoying. Like, I wanted to say to her that if I was that woman, I would turn to her and say, how am I hurting you that I don't want to date cowboys? Seriously. Like, I know. Why she do you give a fuck who I like so, to date? Yeah. Like, let's internalize everything. Yeah. So annoying. That was annoying. So this, this woman, Abby, has her eye on Ryan, and he lassles her into a dance, and it was quite sexy. Mm-hmm. The dance was quite sexy. pretty for her. So now we see Rip in like a modeling pose up on the hill. (laughs) That was, you know what it reminded me of? That image of Miss Piggy. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the famous Miss Piggy when she's in like the red gown and she's like in that exact pose. He was doing the Miss Piggy. That's the only thing I could think about. You know what it reminded me of? (sighs) Like season one or two Charles Ingalls. When he's oh. laying in, in the field like that, watching the kids play. Stop. Mm. I literally hate you. So Rip is up there. He tells Beth, I feel like Nero, the emperor who played the fiddle while Rome burned. Mm. He said, John is going to lose this place. Yeah. And then he goes to bed. And that's a switch for them because yeah. Rip is usually like a super optimistic and Beth is like, yeah. everything's going to burn to the fucking ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like Beth is kind of like, oh, it'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it's real weird. So he goes to bed. Casey, now the end scene. Oh, oh my God. God. <sighs> Casey calls Monica. Monica is as pregnant as I looked with twins. Mm-hmm, she is like that's the worst fake pregnancy belly I've ever seen. It's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. They it's literally took a fake. huge beach ball and put it under her. Yeah, breast. it's real bad. He calls her to check in, and she says she's having labor pains, and they need to, she needs to meet him at the hospital in Billings. He's like, I'm going to send an ambulance. Just start driving. The ambulance will meet you on the South Road or something like that. Yeah. She starts driving to meet the ambulance and is in intense contractions. And Tate is begging her to let him drive. Mm-hmm. Please let me drive. And she's like, you can't drive. He's like, I could drive better than this. He's not He's wrong. He's not wrong. That actually, this is this is the part of the reason why I hate Monica. I don't hate mm-hmm. Monica. She just annoys me. Like, instead of doing the right thing and just pulling the fuck over... Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you have to deliver your baby on the side of the road, I think it's far better than like delivering your baby while you're doing 95 swerving all over the road. Like, mm-hmm. come on. That that was with your older kid in the car. That's yes. the part that annoyed the shit out of me. She should have just pulled that fucking car over and waited for that ambulance. 
I agree. Asshole. And Tate, we we heard Tate debut his new squeaky voice, which oh, was really I cute. I know. Now they're they're doing a cut. They're doing like a smash cut with this driver who's not paying attention, mm-hmm. which was uh, triggering for me because mm-hmm. I felt like it was very similar to oh, what was that movie where the guy's looking over in the car. Spe- oh. I know, wasn't a movie. It was uh, Reva driving her red Buick. Oh my off god! The dock screaming, uh-huh. "Here I come, bud! Here, Here come- I come!" <laughs> <laughs> so, some guiding lines there for you guys. Um, oh my god! So, it kind of reminded me of that. But the other smash cut was of a buffalo. Oh, I know. And a buffalo. You know, I'm gonna look this up. Hold on. Pause. See, I feel like. The buffalo had something to do with Casey's Me too. thing. That's the, what I'm looking at. The end of them or something. I think it has something to do with that and his spiritual awakening with the naked in the bugs. Okay. I was trying to look up if there's a buffalo, like if it symbolizes something. Buffalo, but it doesn't symbolize anything specific. Different tribes feel, yeah, I'm sure, differently about it. Yeah, but anyway, so she hits the buffalo like head on. Yeah, and the buffalo was symbolic. Let's just say that it really was. Yeah, no, it was. Um, so she hits the buffalo head on, Uh and now we cut to the ranch. John runs into Carter, who's like a tall, thin teenager now. Mm-hmm, and I can mm-hmm. confirm it's the same actor. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he it was is. recast. No, it's he not. just had like a growth mm-hmm. spurt. It's so, kind of adorable, though. This it's adorable. Was a, I loved this part. I did too, because John's freaked out and he's like, uh-huh. You're a living reminder of how much time I don't have. Oh, I know what I'm doing wrong. I'm putting no, a southern accent southern, into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. It's more like this, Amy. So I'm John Dutton. <laughs> and he says, No, you're what too does he high. Say? It's got to be. I know. Deeper. Wait, what does he say? Hold on, hold on. You're living a reminder how much time I don't No, have. but he says something funny like, stop taking, we're probably going to have to cut Growth this Growth hormones? Yeah, some, no, he said, no, he literally said like, stop taking, stop eating salt. He says something okay. that's like real, like super adorable and like a dad grandpa way. Stop growing. Yeah. I don't like it. Stop growing. Yeah, he's more, I got to take the Southern out of it. It has to be yeah. like. You're a living reminder it's of how much time I don't have. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. John so Dutton. Jamie and Beth pull up and they're like, uh, we need you ASAP in Billings where Monica and Casey are. They all head there. They all get to the hospital. And Tate is outside. He has He's beat up. He's got his arm in a cast, black mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Casey curled up with Monica on the bed in the okay. hospital room. Monica is not pregnant anymore. Mm-hmm. And we just hear Tate say behind John, I had a brother, brother. for an hour. His name was John. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's how we end episode one. We see, we pan out. Mm-hmm. We see all the Duttons just standing there. Beth actually like touches. Puts, like, embraces. I saw that. Tate and like mm-hmm. comforts him. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the thing with Beth. I do feel like there is a soft spot to her. Yeah, she's just she's overwritten. Just, it's just too she's much. overwritten, but she's just never really felt loved. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sad. Yeah, it actually makes me really sad. So, some overall thoughts here that I have um, is I love the bunkhouse. That's the bunkhouse the is my favorite thing ever, and I just wrote I'm loving the storyline of John wanting to be real heavy handed in this political nightmare and Jamie trying to be the voice of reason. That's Mm going to set up a really interesting dynamic between them. Like he's trying to just, I'm going to tax these motherfuckers and kick them out of here. Okay. Well then who's going to pay to keep your state going? Exactly. Because like, and I love how, like, let's not forget that farmers would literally be bankrupt if it weren't for government subsidies. I know. So, like, the government is involved, dude. I'm sorry, but it just is. And they should be. They should be helping these farmers out. A hundred percent. But, like, it's I know. a whole thing. It's so, annoying. 
Yeah. So, like, it'll be interesting to see that clash of old and new. I don't think it's necessarily, like, conservative and liberal. I think it's old and new. Same. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Like, this idea that I could just tax these motherfuckers and they'll get out of here. Jamie's like, whoa, I got to hire you first, guy. Seriously. and so that's that's where we're at. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Casey and Monica. I know. You Do know? You think really the end of them? Well, that's interesting because I was thinking that Casey saw the end of the Dutton Ranch in his. Oh. So when he said, but but other people have interpreted like you you have. Some people are saying they saw the end of him and Monica and Tate, like their family. Oh. But I've interpreted it as the end of the Duttons. I don't know. Interesting. I, I haven't know. even thought of it like that. I don't know what's going to happen. All right, guys. This has been our coverage of Yellowstone. We'll be back next week with episode two. Episode two. In the meantime, listen to me and Leslie DJ covering And Just Like That, which continues to be a burning dumpster fire. God. We cover that and we put that out on Fridays. And then Amanda and I will be coming back with Yellow Jackets Season 1. So we're going to start going backwards. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's fun. So we covered Yellow Jackets Season 2 when it was airing. And we realized we want to get Season 1 done before 3 comes out. So we're going to be jumping into Season 1 and that's going to start next week. So we got a lot coming. We got a lot coming. All right, guys, if you haven't already, please leave us a review. Five stars would be nice. It helps helps us get found in Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a mom or a grandma or a dad over, grab their phone, get on Apple iTunes, and leave us a review or Apple <laughs> I- Podcasts. Apple iTunes. Um, and if you haven't already, check out our Facebook group, Little Miss Recaps Backdoor Friends. Open to all backdoor friends and anal lovers. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny goes, you didn't run that branding past me. I'm like, no, I yeah. didn't run past anybody. She it's didn't terrible. run it past anyone, Jenny. Mm-mm. Anyone. Mm-mm. So join us there. We, we have a lot of fun, I think, where you can respond to us. Also, leave us a voicemail. You can do that Ooh, on littlebusrecap.com. Yes. I'm going to start calling and leaving voicemails. <laughs> littlebusrecap.com. Go there, and on the right-hand side, you'll see leave us a voice message. And you can leave a voice message. You don't need a microphone or anything fancy. You can leave us a comment, and we might play it on the show. If That's it's like fun. fun. All right. Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.